Aloha Kohala. It is three o'clock here on January 11th, 2023. Well, this is Intuitive Talk Story coming to you in a minute. And this is, uh, is this our, no, it's not our first show of the year, but anyway, uh, we're going to have a call in today. So it's going to be a little bit different. And uh, we'll get started in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Mikkel Anna is here with us. Oh, we don't have a cover for your mic. Oh, no. Oh, where's that? Can you get one in the other room? There should be one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we have a caller coming uh, to share some uh, information, and Mikkel's going to set that up for us. I'm going to keep an eye here on the phones, and we'll talk story with him and listen to what he has to share with us. And uh, Mikkel's going to tell us a little bit about him when she has a minute. Aloha. <laughs> I'm Mikkel Anna. Good to be here today. Kind of exciting. We have a great show with an, el- an elder of mine, actually, whom I met here in Kohala when I first came to Kohala, which was in 1998. So I believe we met maybe in the 2000s somewhere, um, early to early 2000s. And um, they were really into metaphysical work then and doing mm. a lot of this stuff, which is why as a, a young person who was hungry and searching... <laughs> I gravitated towards having conversations and connecting uh, about, you know, philosophy. About stuff. About stuff. Yeah. So um, Howard just popped back into my world mm. after 20-some years. Wow. Um, literally. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit about him. So Howard, um, let's see. I have a whole little thing here. He is uh, really a cosmopoetess. Is a, he a cosmopoet? Is what he's been a cosmopoet. Cosmopoet. I like that. Um, which is a world bridger, a world builder, um, and so co- it's from cosmopoiesis, the building of the world or worlds, and relates to heart-based focus for tomorrow. So, kind of a, a little background here. He has uh, over forty years consulting organizations, communities, individuals, optimal performance systems, processes, and. Um, Work span venture capital for tech startups, community economic development, women's microenterprise, entrepreneurship, consulting with tribes, teaching at tribal colleges, advisory boards, colleges, universities, service to governments. They have a, an industry, their firm, the Harbisher Institute, now new timeline development, starting with a four-year place-based curriculum for the Maui high schools. They've developed environmental education curricula for schools across Africa and North America, and they're currently developing kindergarten through college STEM and environmental education curricula for the public education systems, Saudi Arabia, and the Green Adaya 2030 project. So to date, their work has touched and improved the knowledge and lives of nearly a billion people based out of Makapala and then the Nambu Hotel offices of the Harbinger Institute in Kapa'au, um, Howard and his partner Michelle Archie began offering certified heart math training for organizations and individuals through their firm, the Harbinger Institute, in 1997. The heart math work grew out of Howard's now 50 year passion for the pursuit of self knowledge, expanded awareness, and transmutation of consciousness and the physical body, seeking a scientifically validated physiological approach to improved health and performance through expanded awareness and cooperative collaboration that would be welcomed by organizations. He and Michelle teamed up with HeartMath. HeartMath has been used in healthcare, education, major corporations, police work, firefighting, emergency medicine, government, professional sports, and more. So it is his heart-focused work that's brought him here to us today and um, what he's going to be sharing with us um, and really uh, kind of a poetic So he should be calling in with us here shortly. Do you want to make sure he has the right number? Um, Just in case you you get in touch with him. And uh, so this is a little different uh, format for us. We usually talk story for an hour. (laughs) Uh, But we're going to be uh, listening to him and maybe asking some questions based on what we hear and yeah, what we feel. Yeah, we're going to reflect and probably, you know, Isla and I each have our own filter that we love right. to share about our perspective on something. And yeah. I think that, you know, it makes it, it's kind of, we'll get a nice trio here yeah. of different energies. So um, he's getting incorrect number repeatedly. Is it 884 Make sure you have eight yeah, eight four, not eight, 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 eight four five six five seven. Yeah, 
All right. Hmm, he's getting an incorrect number. All right. Well, hmm. you know what? Let me put on some music so that we can kind of try to figure this out without, you know, boring people too much. I'm just going to put on a little music. We'll be right back. Hang on there. Tech We're back, and uh, I believe we have we have Uncle Howard here on the phone. Can you hear us, Howard? I can. Can you hear me okay? We can, there yes. There is. We're live. And by the way, he is calling from Tonga. No, I thought he was calling from Makapala. No. <laughs> oh, thank you for, for taking the time to, uh, to talk story here. Oh, absolutely. Um, aloha to Kohala. It's uh, been a lot of years, but it's still home to me. Yes, it's been a many years since Howard was here. Like I said, it's where we first met, but we're glad to have you here on the show bringing all this beautiful info about heart math and heart-based living uh, here today. So tell us, Howard, share, share a little bit about that with us. So heart math... Um, in, in the effort to look at how to live a heart-centered life, how to have heart-focused communities, how to have um, ultimately a heart-based world and develop real true community between people on this planet, uh, HeartPath has been around about 33 years, I think. Um, and their, its mission to bring the physical, emotional, and mental systems into balance with the heart's uh, intuitive guidance. And so the, the heart and the heart-brain are literally a source of intelligence, and they've explored that scientifically, culturally, through music, and uh, throughout pretty much uh, all areas of life and professions, including with the keikis, all the way through pretty much any, any profession you can imagine. And... Um, the science is fascinating, but uh, I don't want to dwell on that today, more on um, how people can learn how the heart rate brain functions, how to easily access that aloha we often feel within walking around Kohala or anywhere else in Hawaii, uh, and what that does for us, what kind of intelligence that gives us, how it gives us better access to our intuition, allows us to follow it better, allows us to to really lead with our intuition. And um, so it's highly scientific, and folks can dive into the science after mostly. I want to just focus on that. how to do it and um, what's going on when we do, and then to look at human interactions and how um, the heart brain is pretty much at the, is at the center of the human energy field. And when I say heart brain, there's just you can think of it as a second brain. There's a nice big bundle of nerves, a nerve ganglion at the base of the heart that provides certain sources and types of intelligence to the body and without getting into all the uh, arcane details. It's really easy to tap in a couple of breaths and to give yourself a heart-centered 
life, following intuition, and have better access to cognition, easy decision-making, ease in the moment, in group, group collaboration, um, childhood learning, uh, you name it. it. It pretty much provides a much more balanced, optimal physiology, balancing the physical, the mental, the emotional. Excuse me, Howard, uh, just... Just, Howard? Yes. I, I just need to interrupt you for a second. You're kind of fading in and out, so we're getting a lot of what you say, but then then it kind of fades uh, off. And I don't know if it's how you're speaking into the phone, um, but I just want to make you aware of that so that maybe uh, we don't want we don't want to miss anything because this sounds very rich and deep. Thank you. Let me. What I'm going to do is I'm on uh, Bluetooth headset that usually is flawless. It's the best way. For me to work other than through a big mic, but let me just take this off and see if this going through the phone directly is better. Okay, thanks. And while you're doing that, I'll just uh, kind of reflect, you know, all of this is exactly what Isla and I talk <laughs> about every week. Every time we get together is yeah. living from our heart and activating heart tools and just mo- moving into greater harmony. So we love bringing in these kind of scientific approaches along with this intuitive, um, you know, kind of the intuitive talk story that we're always doing uh, kind of from a experiential and the energetic field, which this is kind of both of those. It's, it's the scientific backup with the energetic experience of opening up your right. heart and using just exercises and tools that are really founded in what we would say science and then give us opportunity to move deeper into our hearts. So, Howard, do you get to how's that mic? Yeah, I I actually turned off the um the better. Bluetooth and let's better. see, is this better? Okay. Much better, That's yes. Much that better. Was my guess. Yes. Okay. 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 Cool. Thanks. So I will I will I will hold this thing and uh um and on that note of the um scientific backing, that's kinda how we got into it because I knew this the basic tool from other disciplines, it's basically just, you know, breathe the aloha into your heart and you've got it. It's that simple. But um, to work with, oh, technical audiences, people that come from engineering or policing or to get it into education and schools, um, we were looking around for something that had the scientific validation that we knew was out there. And we ran into um, HeartMath about 25 years ago. And uh, my exploration has been, oh, I don't know, getting on 50 years long now. But uh, at that point, um, what we learned is that um, Doc Childre, the man who founded HeartMath, he was basically looking at and contemplating, uh, as I know Mikhail has and as many of us have, uh, lots of different um, traditions and religious systems and spiritual systems and different systems of knowledge and looking at how they all connected. And he realized that they each had a reference to the guidance and wisdom of the heart. Some not as the center of the being, but you know, different ways of referring to it. And so he kind of seized on that as the commonality, um, grabbed a couple musicians and a scientist and built a lab and went at um, you know, trying to decipher what really goes on in the human body that all these traditions have, have spoken about and taught for. Uh, millennia now. Yeah, making what the mystics have known for quite some time into reality for those that are studying it at this time. I love it. I love it. Can you One say... One of the things yeah. that was found is that there's, there's some real surprising um, ways in which we interact and we affect each other, that we feel each other, and how we, we all know the experience the various expressions of how we're all connected, um, how it's all one thing, not two. Well, that's true with the body as well. And they started to learn about the, which I'd rather get into a bit later, but about the human energy field and how we affect one another, how we interact with one another, and how that um, uh, translates into greater levels of ease and cooperation in groups or in interpersonal settings. Um, or teams, or in communities, as well as uh, just between the different systems in an individual physical body. So, yeah. Um, well, that's that. That kind of that kind of um, 
speaks to how we can meditate individually and when we meditate as a group we have a different experience sometimes we get a lot deeper in that group experience um, and that sounds like what you're talking about where the energy of the, the the many together is different than the individual well and I think he's also yeah. referring and also it sounds like kind of like at the same time too it you know, you can get uh, one-on-one, we can maybe go specific and detailed into certain facets of someone's journey, but for like an entire group, like a whole school or something, you need a tool that works for everyone, that everyone can use and that it, it will take them wherever they need to go. So a nice blanket, some blanket tools that are <laughs> really great for anyone to use, no matter yeah. where you're operating from or what path. So take us through some of those, Howard. Okay, and since you brought up schools, I just want to mention that um, one of the places where uh, that kind of group dynamic of the group being coherent and working together really comes alive is in the classroom. So, um, you know, perhaps we can can touch on that later. But a couple of observations about just this time that I think um, maybe most listening have experienced and or can look at and and see how it's operating in their own immediate environment is that um, this is a, as we know, it's a challenging time. um, There are a lot of changes going on on the earth, um, and they aren't just geopolitical and interpersonal and so forth. Of course, they are geophysical, and without getting into the um, geophysical science, I think that people are when, when I observe things, people are having a really hard time making decisions and a hard time with the, um, the pace and the intensity of energy and change that's going on. And this, the reason that I wanted to bring this uh, to Kohala again, which we haven't done in about so little over 20 years, is that um, this makes that whole process a lot easier. Am I breaking up again? You yeah. are. Yes. <laughs> How could you tell? <laughs> okay, and I'm uh, because I'm hearing it uh, back on my end. The crackle. That, that's connection based. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's connection based. Um, so there will be a little bit of. Uh, we are getting you from Tonga here, here, so. <laughs> Um, yeah, and the, there there will be a little bit of background noise from the waves and such. This is an open folly, and I can't really do anything to, to close it up. But um, fortunately, the sea's not roaring today, so I hope that uh, no, we don't. It gets yeah. particularly difficult. Okay, no, it's better now. So m- maybe just talking about it, okay, and yeah. then then we can heal it, right? <laughs> <laughs> it works with everything, even tech. Okay. <laughs> So well, go ahead and, uh, so, and yeah, give us some of those processes and we'll go through it. And I'd love to touch in back on the schools. I've been at school the last two days teaching kids, experiencing a lot of hard expansion. So, mm-hmm. yeah, love it. That's great. So um, the, I, I want to stress that the individual presence right now, the individual contribution is really critical right now. So each person each um, unique person, and the human may have a lot of difficulty accepting its own uniqueness and greatness with um, humility, but but each person is so important right now. And while Kohala is uh, easy and nurturing and warm and gentle and and gracious, and it's just lovely and so beautiful, it's a place where... I always found you really have to bring your all there. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it might be because it's so easy that it's, it's easy to, um, to just enjoy that ease and that nurturing environment. So exploring a little bit of how to, to focus on the heart, the, the heart-brain system, what I want to do is just go through a quick exercise. It takes two, three, four breaths. Uh, a lot of people learn it in just a few tries. It's real easy once learn to and people will say oh i know this already it's innate because it you do know it and it is innate um and a lot of people are pretty readily able to incorporate it into their into a normal mo and just start uh, using this more and more i want to just give one caveat which isn't a caveat it's a bit of a uh, a caution 
which is if anyone's driving and listening, <laughs> yeah. operating machinery. Don't do if that. You're observing, <laughs> if you're observing kids, well, there is a way to do it, but if you're observing kids or, or elders that could hurt themselves, just you can do this, but do it with your eyes open. <laughs> I'm going to mm-hmm. ask everyone else if they're situated to, um, it, it, the first two times it's just easier to uh, close your eyes, and you find that um, once you learn it, you can do it anywhere, anytime, with your eyes open. Nobody even knows what you're doing, but they feel a lot better being around you. And so, um, if you can, if you're situated, close your eyes. If you um, then take, focus on something, it can be just the, the, the feeling of aloha in your heart. It can be the beauty of Kohala, but what I want you to focus on is your anything that brings you deep joy, uh, true appreciation and gratitude that you know in your being, in your body, that you can feel that. For some people, it's a dog, it's being at the beach, it's, um, it may be the, the birth of a first child or being around any of your children or, or the school children folks work with. And so focus on that thing that brings you great joy and breathe gently and easily into the center of your chest. And focusing on breathing that appreciation and joy, that, that aloha into the center of your chest, just nice and easy, and then let it go. And then we'll do it a couple more times. And so call to mind, again, something that brings you great joy. Um, we can get into how you make decisions with it and so forth, um, or solve problems with it in a bit. But just focus on that thing that you know always or consistently brings you joy or that brings you a sense of gratitude or aloha and breathe that into the center of your chest. Nice and easy, not working it, just an easy breath and let it go again. And then let's do it one more time. And I'm sitting here looking at these beautiful waves and clouds and an empty lagoon down below me and that does it for me. So, um, you know, whatever it is that, that does it for you, the smile on a dog, you know, whatever it is. And just breathe in gently and easily into the center of your chest, into your heart, and let it go again. And then we can, we can talk about what, um, what's just happened in your body. I, I think that most people, if they're able to focus on this if they're not, say, operating a tractor right now or something, um, can real easily access the sense that there's a shift in your body when you take a moment to take a few easy breaths. And we've all been taught that, you know, you're going to get angry, count to 10, or do four-count breathing, or, um, you know, whatever the, the method is. This is specifically designed to get access to that that second brain in our body. And what has been found scientifically is that when we do that, that it balances the physical, mental, and emotional systems, and they start to be led by the heart's guidance, by that uh, the heart's brain, rather than the brain in your head. So you use the brain in your head to access the brain in your heart to allow it to balance your system. And so uh, when we do that, what happens uh, in, in simple form scientifically is you feel everything smooth out. Well, if you were hooked up to a heart rate variability monitor, let's say, you would find that your, uh, the part of your nervous system that speeds up your body and makes you more active, which is the sympathetic, the part of your nervous system that slows things down, creates rest, um, digestion, and so forth, the parasympathetic, Instead of fighting each other, like in a, if you picture a, a, a graph, like a cardiology or a cardi, cardiogram or something where it's all jagged, in heart rate variability, a jag, those jagged lines uh, smooth out into a beautiful sine wave. And if you're not familiar with a, a sine wave in uh, mathematics or engineer, from engineering or anything like that, it's just a smooth, easy up and down wave. And what's happening is you the two parts of your nervous system that when we're stressed or anxious or arguing or, um, you know, wrestling with a, a machine or a task, or, or they're fighting each other a little bit for which one's going to be active. 
And this allows that easy trade-off. And what it does, um, there are a lot of things that happen physically in the body, but the thing that it does um, physically that is mental and emotional is it gives you access to your higher brain, to your cognitive processes, so you can make better decisions, you can have better clarity under stress, uh, to use extreme stress situations that's been used in sports, it's been used in performing arts, it's been used in policing and firefighting uh, to help people that tend to go through very extreme stress on the job and very high heart rates um, to access that part of themselves that they really need for, for better decision making and access to intuition on the fly. Yes, Howard. So that's really... So, Howard, I'm going to stop you there, and I'm going to jump on in for a minute and yeah, just reflect ahead. with you. So, yeah, um, that is all like exactly the leading with the heart. So just to kind of translate through, if you're listening, that you listen with Isla and I a lot, we talk a lot about um, leading with the heart and leading with our high heart and allowing that to be where we navigate and using this breath. So th- what is so great is this is exactly the same thing but it's really just giving you a framework of to breathing directly into the ganglia and into the heart center and using your breath to focus it into the body. And one of the things that um, I often you know, have people do is close their eyes and just notice, are you hovering over your head? So see, this brings you into the body. And if you did just do this exercise, you may have noticed more of a calm. And that's what Howard's talking about. Things smooth out and you begin to feel just more at ease. And that's that taking that time to take a breath, especially if we're in a trigger, which we talk about a lot, (laughs) is using these tools inside of your life and applying it in the moments that matter. As Howard said, it's innate information. And we all go, oh, yeah, I know that. And like I worked with a, a client this week, I know you know all these things, but do you do it? Do you do it? It doesn't matter if we don't implement it. So all of our tools we need to implement. And one of the things that we talked about for that was put it somewhere in your day. Just start sticking it somewhere that you start begin to do that. Every time I do dishes, I I do heart breath, right? Every time I'm, you know, I have people when you're on the toilet ground meditate and cut cords it's a good it's, it's a, a great good time. time to let go <laughs> yeah yeah so you put yeah. these things into your day into routines so you start to activate the tools and they become accessible to you because one of the hard things for people to do is implement we know quote unquote a lot of things but do we put right. it into action so this really exactly. matters when we're in a, 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 a stressful situation that we remember, I'm going to breathe into my heart right now. That's right. I'm going to use my tools. That is like number one, because if we don't do that, we go into the trigger, we experience all the blah, and then we're in hindsight again, talking about a tool and then saying, apply it. And each time it matters if we take that thing and then actually use it in the moment. So this is a really great scientifically backed to express everything we've been talking about um, on just what that's doing in your parasympathetic and sympathetic system, coming into balance, releasing fight or flight, and coming into a safety in yourself, which is ultimately what we're doing is creating a safe place, becoming safe, that I am safe here and now, connected to the God of my heart, the earth, and nothing else, and my own beautiful divine energy. And also what comes up for me with this is automaticity. It's something, it's a word I've used a lot in the past few years because it, it's something I use in my eating where I have certain foods I eat instead of thinking constantly about what the next meal is. For those of us who have some addiction issues, you, you, you get your meals ahead of time so you're not thinking about it and everything that you do becomes automatic. And this, to me is something that I do, you know, we we talk about all the time, you know, the more you practice these things in a way that works for you, the more it becomes automatic. And it's like, you don't even think about it anymore. You just do it. And we have to take a station break, Howard. (laughs) (laughs) Howard, can you hang on for a minute? We need a station break and then we'll come right back. Okay. Got it. Thank you. 
Stay tuned. You're listening to KNKRLP 96.1 FM Kohala. We're going to have a station break and come back more with our guest, Howard. On Sunday, January 15th, there will be a post-pandemic album release party and home concert by local artist Jesse Snyder. This will be an up-close and personal performance and a chance to socialize and listen to songs from his CD, Muse. Jesse is a multi-instrumentalist and vocalist. The location is a private home in Javi. Poo-poos and beverages will be available. For more information, go to jessejsnyder.com. That's J-E-S-S-E-J-S-N-Y-D-E-R.com. Or email saxmonkeyhi at gmail.com. Again, the concert is Sunday, January 15th from 4 to 6 p.m. Mahalo. Great goddess I am, so thankful to have you guiding me, protecting me I am, so thankful to have you. Aloha Kohala, this is Isla Allgood of Women's Voices. Change is in the air. Women's Voices will now be once a week, every Wednesday from 4 to 6 p.m. I hope you can tune in to KNKRLP 96.1 FM Kohala and listen to sensational songs by female artists from right here in Kohala and around the world. Protecting me, I am so thankful to have you guiding me. Protecting me, I am. Aloha and welcome back to Intuitive Talk Story. I'm your uh, co-host, Isla Allgood, with... Mikkel Anna. And we have our guest, Howard, here. And Howard, um, we have about 15 more minutes with you. And where would you like to go next? Well, um, I'm going to work... I've got a terrible clicking and popping, but I'm just going to work through it. Okay. So let me know if you can't hear me. But um, the... Picking up on on uh, what you were just saying before the break, that um, a lot of folks, and I, I found this when I started working with this, um, and it was even before uh, HeartMath. HeartMath just you know provided a whole bunch of uh, structure and information and science for it to back it up and ability to bring it into professions, but was to just do heart-centered breathing and just do it uh, repeatedly as as often as one thinks about it. Um, there's a bit of a movement on the planet now called Broadcast Love, and that's another way to think about it is um, if I'm going to broadcast love, I'm going to do that from my heart. I'm going to do it from that center of the chest face, you know, the body feeling of, of aloha. And so one thing that I uh, suggest to folks to get started is, if you, you're not remembering to use it during the day or um, you've got a real busy, you know, maybe you're in front of kids all day, maybe you're in a work situation that it's, it's a little harder to remember, start. Uh-oh, uh, we lost him. Uh-oh. Breathing. Oh, there he oh. is. You just cut out. Two or three moments. Okay. Um, you can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. you said yeah. start breathing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And to, just a few moments of heart centered breathing before you go to sleep. And people notice that it will dramatically change their sleep. Even just a few breaths, uh, half a minute or so, or a minute of it can completely. And if you can go more minutes than that, that's great. A lot of people just, it puts them to sleep. So um, it's a great way to learn it. And it's a great way to get a bigger benefit than. Uh, in the heat of the moment, although that's an important time to use it, or, uh, you know, going through heart-centered breathing through large portions of the day, it, it, in getting to know it to get a real big benefit, just uh, try it a little bit before you go to sleep. Where I'd like to go for some of the remaining minutes is to talk a little bit about another aspect of what this is doing that relates to the human energy field. And I'll, I'll keep it um, quick and simple, but we all know, for example, that when we're walking down the street 
or we um, are across a building or across a field from someone, we, we feel them. We are aware of them, even if we haven't seen them, we haven't heard them, we're in our own world. Uh, we walk into a room, and you can, there's the old expression, you can cut the tension with the knife, <laughs> with the knife. Yeah. But, but, yet, but yet there's no one in the room. Or you come in and everything's calm, everybody's good, but you still can cut the tension with the knife. What's going on then is we were talking about the, the trade-off in the nervous system. And if the nervous system's fighting with itself, like, the, uh, like you're driving a car with the brake and the accelerator on at the same time and just lurching and trying to tear itself apart, that's kind of what we do in our bodies under stress. And so there's a difference um, between... When you tap this and you're doing it, there's a you put out a what what is known as a coherent energy field as opposed to a chaotic field. And if you want to picture that, what we know about the human energy field that's uh, durable that's been around for a long time now is that um, it's shaped much like a donut. And so you can picture yourself in the center of the donut. And uh, it's known as a torus or a toroid, or the field can be known as a toric field. None of that's important. Oh, it just popped out. Yes. Hello? Yep. He, actually, he, he went off completely. So oh, I'm going to add on to that. It's kind of yeah, go ahead. because actually, I, I love the toroidal images, but I like to add an image to that because the toroidal field to me... Um, I'd like to see it, uh, that's the one, but then think of this like two-part system mm-hmm. and then three tri- uh, three circles. So your energy and breath moving up your body, yeah. and this creates like two beautiful like circles, and then there's a third circle of like connecting to your, that your heart is leading the game. Yeah. So it's this tri-wave system that becomes one thing in a, in a beautiful form. And um. I think Howard's jumping back on here for a second. And Mahalo. Yeah, okay, he's back. Uh, Mahalo's for bearing with this uh, uh, tongue. And uh, sometimes this is a 3G uh, phone system. We haven't caught up to 4G and so forth yet out here. It's so, all good. <laughs> I don't know what to... Yeah, um, so, so if, you're, uh, if you picture that energy field, what I want I just want to say two quick things about it. For one thing, it's a measurable frequency. It's at 0.1 to 0.11 hertz that's consistent across humanity, um, like a radio frequency. But in the case of the human heart frequency, it's relatively weak, but it has some unique properties. And it will make a coherent field that is organized and that is discernible to another human or to a dog or to a cat, to another animal. Um, that is, it tends to go about, uh, the radius is about 12 feet from your body. Typically, you can grow it quite a bit larger. But if you want to picture that, it's 25 feet across in diameter. So we have quite a, a substantial field that pours out mm-hmm. from our heart uh, constantly. And with a coherent field, when we're doing heart-centered breathing, then the other beings around us know and can feel that you have that balance, you have that poise or grace, and that, um, for example, you're not a threat. You can be easily interacted with. And in groups, it has a, a couple of uh, coherent uh, hearts, coherent fields will entrain the others so that if they're in a little bit of chaos, like say you're working with kids or you're working in a group at work or in a community setting, a, a, a couple, one or a couple or a few coherent fields will entrain the chaotic fields and they will start to become more coherent. If you're solid in your positioning, if you're solid in the way that you are doing simple heart-centered breathing and feeling that aloha from the center of your chest, your field, your coherent field will not tend to succumb to the chaotic field. It works the other way around. So Say that, that again, Howard. Can you say that again? Sure. Yes. Um, yeah. what, what explains when we're in a group or we're with another person and um, there is uh, tension or disorganization, there's, um, mm. uh, we, we call that the 
the field we're generating in, in uh, heart-centered breathing or with aloha is uh, a coherent field. Mm-hmm. That field, so your organized field, will organize, will tend to promote organization in a disorganized field. Okay. So if you're dealing with a, a partner or a child or an elder that is stressed, but you are doing your heart-centered breathing, your a sense of stability right. or aloha, you have mm-hmm. that, um, you have, your, your field will tend to help theirs become more coherent. Right. right. And so. if theirs is... Go ahead. Yeah, Howard. Okay, so I'm going to just kind of jump in here and use some different language. So um, also what that really kind of translates into, into some simpler terms is if I'm holding my love, then I walk into a room and everyone's not in their love and they're all jangled. That if I'm totally holding my love and I have like a ha, I walk into the room and their jangledness is not going to bring me down because my vibration is resonating in this higher state and the density can't really attach. And I'm just radiating this energy from my heart, experiencing joy. That So nothing can really attach to me. So we talk about this a lot. But the whole game is about holding your own vibrational love. It's really just about where can I take you and pull you out of love. So this heart breath helps us stay in our love, and it's kind of a foundation for doing all the other stuff we've been talking about, which is going into deeper meditation, using the cutting cords and tools, because ultimately if you want to experience true freedom, you have to do many, you do many things. This is a foundational um, experience is just to get first into your breath. That's the foundation of everything, right? And then we can experience so much more from there. Well, and I think also having this conversation and, and thinking about this, uh, those of you who are listening, we interact with people all the time. So if you have this awareness that if I can stay in my love, in my heart, breathing, then even when there's chaos out there, even when Charlie comes home from work and is in a cranky mood, I can still stay where I am and actually have a positive impact on my, on him or on his energy field, really, uh, and how important it is for me to not go into where Charlie is, which is going, you know, he's in a cranky place, he had a hard day, whatever. Uh, it's really important. It's, to me, this is a reminder. Don't go down to where the other person is struggling. You're not going to help that person and you're not going to help you. Stay in that love vibration and give them the space so that they can go through whatever they need to go through. But you're holding that space for for that magic to happen. Right. And not taking anything personal in that process. And then Howard mentioned, um, you mentioned the, uh, you know, how your heart field is really quite large, that you can expand outward. And that's really playing with your aura, your heart fields, your expansion, Mm. your field. However, I want to say that I actually try to teach people to bring their field in. um, Because if you're empathic or you're very sensitive, your heart field is really expanded outward. You actually feel all the people in it. So, it's nice to bring your energy close to you. Be aware of where your energy is. Be aware of where your aura is. Like having that so you're not actually experiencing. If you're an empathic person, you're not right. experiencing all the emotion and energies of other people in your actual energy field. So you bring your energy in and you really, that goes back to the tools we've talked about. Really staying connected to God's source energy, the earth and nothing else. And kind of living in your own mirror shield with what, uh, coincides with what Howard's language and, and I would say you're radiating you know you're, you're expanding yeah. and radiating outward so nothing can really come in because it's burning in the field you are your own sun you are the sun radiating out and as you radiate ha ah, things come <laughs> in it's like psh, 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 it just burns as it comes in <laughs> yeah and you're observing well, that's- yeah go ahead go ahead Howard that, that's exactly where I was going to take it next. It's that, um, and the, the, you know, if you are an empathic person and you feel this whole planet or you feel your whole neighborhood or you feel your household, um, that, you know, the, the more coherent you keep your field, the less anything will affect it. The more you can broadcast that love and help everything around you, it's, um, it's, it's an extraordinary thing. The, the chaos really um, 
it wastes energy and and uh, uh, it, the organization that comes with the system allows for the going forward in love for cascading that out for radiating that out um, for just um, helping everything that is around you and in groups uh, school children especially it is remarkable and so for for kids just want to mention a couple things that it it helps extraordinarily with uh, locus of control with uh, and I don't mean to use it any bit a technical term, but just with self-control, self-awareness, with test anxiety for adults, with, you know, any kind of anxiety, scheduling anxiety, anxiety with dogs, anxiety with with elders or heading into a medical or work situation. And so it, it allows to lead a heart-centered, heart-focused, life and for us to create heart-based workplaces and communities and classrooms and performance tends to no matter what performance you're measuring whether internal health uh, the performance of a child uh, cognitive performance everything tends to improve in measurable ways and so it's it's something easy yeah and it is a really it's a really remarkable thing to just Carry it around. You can use it anywhere. It's no different than uh, carrying Aloha forward in your community. Yeah, yes, and, uh, Howard. It's absolutely. We love that you brought this with us today. And if you want to learn more about HeartMath, you can go to actually HeartMath.org. And there's a lot of information. There's stuff on YouTube as well. Um, if you have any other additional resources you'd like to just take a shout out to, Howard, you can say those now. And then I think we're going to let you go here and uh, wrap it sure. up. And so um, do you have any resources you'd like to add in there? The, the heartmathinstitute.org site has a, um, oh, it's got several pages of video links and other resources. Um, on there, if you're interested in the science, um, there is a, a, well, a pretty long and involved science overview that goes between uh, some of the internal health and uh, physiological um, aspects to testing that's been done in schools and with various professions and in group coherence and Beautiful. different ways that they've gone about measuring it and so forth. And um, So that's all right uh, there on the HeartMouth website. So they can check that out and find it, that at the website, yeah? Exactly. Beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. Beautiful, and, um, Howard. Thank, thank you. you uh, so yeah. Much, thank, thank you. For thanks for having Yeah. Thanks for... Um, for coming on today and bringing another way of talking about the same thing we talk about all the time uh, and reaching different people with that. So thank you for the work you're doing and the message that you brought through uh, KNKR today. Yeah, thank you, Howard, for Mahalo joining us here today. We appreciate it. And uh, yes, it's, it's great, great stuff. Mahalo. Aloha, aloha Nui, everyone. Thank Bye -bye. you, Howard. Aloha. Aloha. All right. Heart math. So that's wow. some great tools that you can definitely check out. And it's really, you know, it's kind of just another way of talking about all the, like Kyla said, all the stuff we're already telling you, which is to breathe. Breathe into your heart to experience love. And, and I was sharing this with someone this week around kind of the path of the heart or the path of the mind. The Buddhist way is conquering your mind. Honestly, I'm into doing both, live from mm -hmm. the heart and conquering your mind. Conquering your mind solely is much harder Mm -hmm. than living from the heart. It's easier mm -hmm. to surrender to God, surrender my heart and open and be loved and bask in God's love. And what I see a lot as I work with my clients is that when people are going through a lot of trauma and you're dealing with a lot of wounding, that it's really difficult to bask in God's love. What does that even mean mm -hmm. to be in God's love? So as you're mantraing or embodying or breathing into your heart, Breathe into that feeling of being loved, that you are so infinitely loved by everything around you, that source loves you, that you're supported, infinitely guided, because what I, we so much just don't feel safe to come into our heart. So breathing into that safety and knowing that we each provide 
that safety for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we claim it through these all these tools we've been giving you are to claim your freedom, sovereignty, your vessel, and truly be the navigator of your reality. Yeah, you know, there were so many things that he was talking about that just stirred things as he was talking, but I didn't want to interrupt him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when he had us do the, you know, think of something that brings you joy, uh, that was a different way of doing the, the breathing for me. I always focus on love. Mm-hmm. And there's something about focusing on love and using it that way for me that is more, it's more neutral. I found when I went to what brings you joy, there was emotion attached to it. Mm. I was like, I was seeing a person and then I was starting to have feelings and I was like, well, it was still fine, but I- Actually bringing up some of your stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, that's so- Yeah, no, it was was like joyful (laughs) tears and- it's it's almost more complicated for me yeah. than to breathe in the love and to ask for divine love and bre- focus on divine love. There, there's a, like a neutrality about that. Mm-hmm. There's no emotion for me with that. It, it doesn't. There's no charge. I, I can agree you know with I mean? that, and I I think I would suggest out there if like uh, part of that, and I know that Howard has talked about this, the gratitude and appreciation, and, mm. and he probably didn't mean to express it quite that way, but it is that because if you're dealing with a lot of trauma, depending on which kind, if I'm a victim, I probably need a lot of appreciation. If mm. I'm feeling more like I'm not good enough or worthy, a lot more gratitude and and just like I am seen, I'm valued kind of energy. So whatever you're needing, yeah. whatever you feel like you need, breathe that into your heart and let that speak to you. Gratitude mm. is always when we talk about that a lot, gratitude. That's the higher vibrational frequency that you're breathing in. I mean, really, we all have something <laughs> you can be grateful. It's, yeah. I think, an easy one to do because mm-hmm. if nothing else, you're like, I'm grateful I ate today. Yeah. You know, I'm grateful I had food. I'm grateful I'm not in a war. I'm not sitting in a, like, you know, it could be a million Grateful things. for the peace, grateful for waking up this morning, grateful that, you know, only my right hand hurts and not my left hand, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know. I know, actually, I, I, I was skating. I was roller skating yes. this week, which we're doing roller skate parties, by the way, old airport roller rink, Looks first like Saturdays. Fun. Yeah. It's super fun. I was an old ice skater, so, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, you to got translate it. to the, but no, yeah. I had one fall where I, I deserved it, where I was, you know, <gasps> Never. I, I, well, I was trying to do some yeah. trick and I fell and that was earned. But this other fall was, well, not earned. And it was like a reminder, um, everyone out there, if you are coming, elbow pads, knee yeah. pads, maybe even butt pads. And I was grateful that I actually did like this really, it was like a hitch kick. I was talking to a tall person. Yeah. So I looked up, my weight went back on oh. the skate and I did like <gasps> a hitch kick and fell straight down. But it hit on the left side where I was just having some meat, not on my bone. Yeah. And I was like, I am so grateful. Oh, yeah. This was on the left side and not my tailbone. Yeah. This could have been so much worse. Yeah. My hand caught 60% and thankfully I had rest guards on. Yeah. So yeah, so there's always there's always, there's always gratitude. Lining. Even when when things are difficult, there's some there's some place to look for gratitude. Um, when when he was talking about, you know, how we give put out this 25 feet of energy, and when we're in love, it's going out. And I one of the things that I've uh, been really practicing a lot lately is observe, not take on. So mm-hmm. if someone comes into my energy field and they're they're having a rant, but, but something happened, it, you know, they're having their, they're having a moment. We actually talked about this on like a couple of shows ago. Oh, I'm sure we talk about the same stuff. <laughs> right, all the but, time. but this particular, I think, like, this particular thing about like you were saying that something brought, was bothering you about somebody else ranting. So now I'm just reflecting that that's oh. something Isla brought up before. She's been consciously now working on this, really and working she's on, reflecting really reflecting on yes. the work she's done since that time. Well, thank you for remembering that yeah. because I didn't remember it quite so specifically, but. And I really notice what a difference it makes in me and in holding the love and in the other person because they get through whatever they need to get through without me starting to take something personal or thinking I have to fix it. Just holding the space, being in love, 
not about me. It's rarely, it's never about me. And, and then, then it's always about you. And <laughs> then just observing, though, how the other person starts to shift on their own. I don't have to do nope, anything. It's so easy. Anything. Yeah. I know. It's weird. It's re- so that's why it's oh, respond man. versus react <laughs> because we see when we're like, ah, we're reacting yeah. versus responding, you know? Yeah. And, and that can be. I feel I'm getting, I, I wanted to just say, I feel like I'm getting more skilled at it. And so for those of you listening and you're like, oh, will I ever get this? Yeah. We, we, we simply keep at it. You yeah. keep the awareness. And then when you, when you forget and you, you're not aware and you fall into the trap, it's okay. You just start over again tomorrow or yeah. t- five minutes later. No judgment. Yeah. No judgment. And, you know, that's actually why I started the roller skate night because I was an ice skater. Yeah. And you know what? If you're not falling down, you're not trying in ice skating. Yeah. So you, I grew up since I was five falling sure all the time and it's like you know lay blade in the leg whatever but you get up faster friends becomes like you didn't even see me fall look i'm up so quick yeah and you're used to falling so you you it's don't, an accepted part you don't get bogged down by failure you yeah. don't think oh you know it, it, you're just it's inherent mm-hmm. to success and even when you land a jump you will probably fall again you won't land it every time mm-hmm. you know so well especially if you want to do something a little different yeah you have to take that risk it's whatever exactly so we're talking about emotional and mental risks that we're, we're taking talking about faith and then that mm-hmm. really brings in faith to me faith is a really important element on this journey because mm-hmm. without that faith i could not have gotten here i have taken leaps of faith again and again and again trust and surrender I just have faith, like, okay, I just trust source. I don't know, but I give it all up to you. Give thanks and praise. I surrender all of it. And letting go again and again, uh, death after death of letting go mm-hmm. of what you think you are, what you think you're supposed to do, what you think. All or of the that. plan. I was just Whatever planning plan. something and it's yeah. it started to crumble. And I'm like, oh, you're going to try to keep this together? Or are you going to let it crumble. step back? Let it go. <laughs> And let it go. And it's like, it's a relief when you make that decision to let it, whatever it is, let it go. Let it go. And see where something, you know what? Something else is going to happen. So, okay, move on. We just move on. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, the value, one cool thing about what Howard just brought, if you are a teacher or you do work Mm. with groups, this is a really um, very neutral tool that doesn't have any woo-woo, as Isla would say. Yes. It's not woo-woo. It's a scientific-based, um, you know, it has a lot of science behind it. So yes. you could utilize it in a classroom. You could utilize it with no problems and no, you know, kind of backlash, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but for those of you at home just implementing tools, you can use this in conjunction with all the other stuff, breathing into your heart. And actually, also, as you breathe through the, the lungs and all the way up, you can then push that air down to through all your ribs and down through the the abdomen and you're cleansing with your all these places that we hold cords and energy in our sides and in our in our our whole gut as is another second brain is our gut and that's where a lot of stuff lives our fear and a lot of the stuff we're dealing with so we want to breathe through our whole body and remember those tools of cutting cords like we talk about. Mm-hmm. These are just reminders before we part with you today. Yeah. Cut those cords. Um, cut, sever agreements. Paid in full. Give thanks. Claim your sovereignty each and every day. And see if that doesn't truly make a huge difference in your world. And I'd like to, um, yes, thank you. I'd like to give people uh, a couple of websites, uh, resources for uh, I'm going to be doing a uh, guided meditation on Monday afternoon. Yes, in town. And so you can find that at my website, www.ryvhawaii.com. And Mikkel has a very active couple of things to <laughs> share something that that you um, have. Well, I actually do have a, a meditation group that's on Zoom. If anyone is interested in doing deeper meditation work, um, like in a group kind of effort video work, um, private work, you're welcome to join that Zoom. Just shoot me an email, Love at gmail.com, M-I-C-H-A-L-A-N-N-A, love at gmail.com if you'd like to 
you know, that's a weekly thing that happens. Um, but we've got some events going on, dance, music, um, Kohala. We've got some jazz and mandalas coming up next Friday, January 20th. Um, Alex Zierney and pianists and fr- um, jazz and And where can people go to find out about Lava that? LavaRoots.com. Yeah. There you so go. LavaRoots.com. If you, you want to know more, yes, go to LavaRoots.com. Yeah. And also you have a YouTube page. Yes, Mikel Anna. Again, M-I-C-H-A-L. And uh, you'll find lots of great resources there. Meditations. Yeah. All of our talks. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, there are all of these all of these are podcasts on Google, Spotify, and Apple. So, well, it's sure, been a pleasure, a my dear. This is a little different today. And, yeah, um, that was interesting and fun. Yeah. And again, thanks to Howard for joining us for yeah. uh, this really... Informa- informative heart math session. Yes. I encourage you all, if you're interested, to check that out and implement all of the tools. Implement, implement, implement. Yeah, and you know what? what one thing that um, you were talking about for people who want some more science, um, I feel like that's what Transcendental Meditation did. They did a lot of studies mm-hmm. to help prove that meditating is valuable. So now it's kind of a given. People don't really question that meditation is valuable because so much studies, so many studies have been done on it. So this is something else that's being proven because we need that sometimes in 3D. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back in a couple weeks, yes? Yes. Yes, and... Um, until then. Until then. Ahui ho. Ahui ho. And stay tuned. <laughs>